This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 755 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for joining us for this first in a four-part series on leg protection for your horse, produced in cooperation with Thinline Global. In this series, with the expert help of Elaine Lockhead, we'll cover all aspects of equine leg protection, and today we start with who needs it and why. A good place to start would be why do horses need leg protection, and what types of horses need leg protection? I guess we should start at the beginning, eh? I think so. Well, the reason why well why horses need leg protection, you know, with horses, they were evolved in the wild, and so you'll find wild horses to be di- differently built than horses that we see today. So through our programs, we have done a lot to change the horse's conformation. But really, even in the wild, horses have no... Uh, tissue around primarily their splint bone, but as well as around their tendons and ligaments in their lower legs. And if you look at most creatures of flight, creatures of flight typically have nothing to protect their lower legs. So it probably has something to do with speed and allowing them to uh, run quickly. But since now what we're doing with our horses is we're breeding them differently and we're using them much differently than they were really meant to be used in the wild. In the wild, they would just sprint a little bit, and that would be it. So what has happened is that really all horses need some type of leg protection. A lot of people think that it's really the competitive horse that needs leg protection, but through our research, we've discovered that um, even more frequently you see injuries in the kind of backyard trail riding horses. You see more injuries in those horses than you do in competition horses. Really? One reason is that, yeah, you do. One reason is that the competition horses are booted more frequently because they're, you know, they cost a lot more money, so people are, are more likely to work to protect them. Mm-hmm. But horses that are backyard uh, trail riding horses, there's a couple of things that are going on. One, these horses typically are not as fit as competition horses, so the riders are, um, you know, generally weekend riders. So they get out and ride their horse for a couple hours on the weekend. Everybody goes on a hack and has a wonderful time. But the horse's fitness level isn't as high. So when they get warm is when their tendons tend to give. So you get a lot of tendon injuries when the horses get a little bit more tired. Additionally, when the horse get a little more fatigued and you're out on the trail, they're a little more likely to bump themselves than they are at any other time. When they're fresh out of the barn, usually they don't do that. But as with any of us, if we're running and we begin to fatigue, that's when we tend to get injuries. So the every the the everyday kind of riding that people do, it's very simple to offer a leg protection for your horse that will do through depending on the product you select will do many many things for the horse it can either protect them just from bumps it can protect the splint bone which is one of the highest incidents of injuries because it's a very thin bone and it's very easy to break 
So a lot of people only protect the splint bone, but there are also boots available that will actually support the entire tendon structure of the lower leg. Now, something people often don't think about is turning horses out. Very often we find that horses are injured more out in the paddock than they are in the riding ring. And a couple of things happen. You know, people don't want to boot their horses when they're out in the pasture because they're afraid of heat retention. Oh, yeah. You have to be very careful to choose a product that is not going to sit and bake on the horse's leg. And there are not a lot of products available where you can do that. And people also worry a lot about people who are in hotter climates, particularly if you're in a hot and humid climate, then you also get a lot of skin disease when you boot horses because it just, you put the boot on and it gets hot and some materials like neoprene will actually uh, retain bacteria in it and will, um, if not create, at least accelerate things like uh, fungus on the legs that are called scratches or rain rot or um, called mud fever in Europe. So, there are some products on the market that will actually kill the bacteria on the skin and create healthier skin. So you can turn a horse out in leg protection so when they go out and act silly in the pasture, they don't hurt themselves. Yeah, and they're good at that, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they seem to be extremely good at that. And um, so there are some options available. People, you know, are now beginning to turn out more in boots as well as riding in them. So, you know, there are just a lot of different styles of boots on the market that are focused on specific disciplines and focused on specific actions of the horse and then um, barn or stable care for the horse as well. That's very interesting. I I hadn't thought of of many of those aspects about heat retention and the, the, the materials that the boots are made of being able to help the skin stay healthy. Those are all very interesting points. Thank you so much, Elaine, for enlightening me. Um, Tell folks where they can find ThinLine online, because I noticed you have a great technology page that talks a lot about how materials work. Yes, we're very lucky to have run into this material um, about a decade ago. You can find it at ThinLineGlobal.com. Our technology is, we have a open cell foam that behaves different than anything else in the world. So it's able to be very thin, very effective, very breathable, and moldable. You want the horses to be able to move their legs and feel free and, you know, be forward and happy. And so that moldability, the the ability for this boot to actually act like it was made exactly for your horse is one of the technology points that find on our technology page. Thank you once again for enlightening us on who needs boots and why, and there's lots of to it there. And this, as I said at the beginning of this, this is a four-part series, and this is part one. So stay tuned, folks, for part two, three, and four, because we're going to talk a lot about how the boots function and which kinds do what kind of job. And thank you once again to Elaine Lockhead for sharing your expertise, and thank you to Thin Line Global for helping Horse Radio Network put this series together. You can find them at thinlineglobal.com. For more tips on tack function and fit, you can go to horsetipdaily.com and look for the topics drop-down menu on the left. 
The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.